0: Hey everybody, this is Warren Sharp, NFL analyst over at Sharp Football Analysis. I want to welcome you to the Ringer Gambling Show. Join me on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays each week during the NFL season with guests Chris Vernon, Ben Solak, and Joe House to guide you through the NFL betting landscape. We'll be talking spreads, game totals, parlays, player props, futures, and much, much more. Be sure to follow the Ringer Gambling Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korlbeck. Big episode because we're going through waivers today and all the guys that you should add for your lineups this week. But we're doing it with showdown time. We're binging back, bring binging? We're not binging anything. We're bringing (laughs) back trivia. We'll definitely be Googling. There will be zero bing involved, though. Hmm.
2: Yeah, uh, for the 12 of you who remember us doing showdown time last year during the playoffs, we're bringing it back. And if you haven't heard it before, hope you enjoy it.
1: Yeah, you're going to see. It's You'll you'll find out soon enough, but it's I'm tremendously excited. But first, let's just get to the injuries from this week, and we have more clarity mm. on them now. Number one, Jerry Judy, Denver Broncos, is a high ankle sprain uh, per a lot of sources. The x-rays are negative, so it's not, nothing's broken, but he is a sprain. He's out four to six weeks, and again, a high ankle sprain is different than a regular ankle sprain. DK, what does this mean to you for the Broncos and specifically, like, there's Tim Patrick who could step at receiver. There's KJ Hamler is like the slot guy. Yeah. If you have Jerry Judy first, though, what do you do with him? Like, do you cut him, or if what if you you have an Mm. IR spot and he goes to IR, you put him on IR. Yeah. If you don't, though, what do you do with him?
0: Oh, this is tough. This is like the Michael Thomas thing, where do you hold on to a guy halfway? or like for half the season and, and hope he'll come back strong at the end of the year or whatever. And like you potentially have opportunity costs of keeping him on your roster. I don't know. I would say certainly if you have an IR spot, keep him on that, don't drop him. And I think he is probably worth hanging on to. If you're going to make it to the playoffs, he could come on strong down the stretch, but this is a big, huge bummer for me, obviously Um, on one hand, I'm glad it wasn't worse than it could have been because when he first got hurt, I was chatting with you guys in our Slack and, it looked to me like he had dislocated his ankle. I can't believe it wasn't, like, broken. Yeah, this is weirdly, like, a positive. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I was very... Happiness is reality minus expectations. I was, in a sense, I was glad that it wasn't worse, that he didn't break it. He's not going to have to, um, you know, do all this stuff that, like, Dak Prescott did last year, which, you know, is very, very traumatic. But this is still a bad injury. We We've said this before. High ankle sprains don't go away. It's one of the worst ankle or one of the worst injuries you can have for a receiver because they're cutting on those ankles, blah, blah, blah. So it's just tough. I, I don't see him being nearly as effective as we thought he was going to be, even if he does come back this year. Um, so it's it's definitely a big bummer. I'd I'd more be looking at twenty twenty two for Judy.
2: Ugh what really sucks wow. is that this was already the third best game of his career that he was having. Mm. That's how much Teddy Bridgewater has helped Jerry Judy. He had 72 yards in the third quarter on six catches. He only did that twice all of last year. Yeah. did you guys feel super smart for having Judy on your team for like
1: the first, like the beginning of the game before he got hurt?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. I think he was going to have a breakout season. Um, we'll just have to put that on hold. The good news is he's still really young. He's like 22, 21 years old. So mm. he has a, a bright future ahead of him still. Would you consider
1: the other guys in the Broncos depth chart? Like there's Tim Patrick, who, and then KJ Handler. KJ Handler's like a smaller. Squirrelier kind of receiver who's generally in the slot. He could have had a huge touchdown against the Giants, and he dropped something right in his breadbasket. If you had to pick yeah. up one of these Broncos receivers, do you like Tim Patrick or KJ Hamler to pick up more? Kind of feels
0: like you're stepping on the the, the second half of the show, which is waiver wire pickups. Heifetz. Wow.
2: Okay. We'll just move on then.
0: Wow. <laughs> Heifetz loves
2: or DK loves one of those well, guys. Do you want I me to? Just, we're doing oh, showdown time. So no, do you no, 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 just... no, don't say it. Don't
1: say it. No, no we'll, we'll, like, we'll just we're not going to. We'll just move on. Okay, right. fine. Raheem Mostert, 49ers running back. It's fine, DK. Mm-hmm. He has, quote, chipped cartilage in his knee. I don't know what my idea of cartilage was, but I didn't think it could be chipped. I thought like bones were chipped and cartilage was like more of a tear thing, but... Raheem Mustard is inventing new injuries. Another reason I'm not a doctor, in addition to not going to medical school.
0: Didn't Trey Lance chip his finger? What's going on with the 49ers? I <laughs> a bone. Yeah, there's a lot a of chips in 49ers.
1: That's a good point. They're chipping everything. Well, regardless, regardless sucks Do you think they're mustard. calling yeah. it chips? Is it like people call soda pop in some places? Do they call it... <laughs> is that a know. Bay Area term?
0: Maybe. It could be.
1: Anyway, he's out for like eight weeks. He's going on IR. If you don't have an IR spot, I actually think you could drop Raheem Mostert. If I believe, like the time, the I believe it's an eight week absence, is it not?
2: Yeah. Listen, he's going on IR. We put him in our burn book for a reason. And here's why you drop him because when he comes back, we don't, it's going to be what's going to happen all over again. It's going to be week one all over again. You're just going to be crossing your fingers in week 11 when he comes back that he'll finish a game and he won't. And then he'll ruin that week. And I don't think it's worth it. Basically, unless your
1: team is so good that you're like, well, I will get to week eight and I'll be six and two or seven and one and competing for playoff positioning. But in the meantime, you need to like get to you need to make the playoffs. I'm not sure that hoping for Raheem Mostert in week 10 is like a good strategy, unless like you're just really stacked. But yeah, it sucks for him. Other one, Ryan Fitzpatrick, speaking of eight weeks, quarterback for Washington. Again, the hip, was Hip subluxation. He's going to miss like six to eight <laughs> weeks, according to Adam Schefter. I don't know what any of these injuries are. I don't know yeah. what a chip cartilage is. I don't know what a hip subluxation, the subluxation
0: is. subluxation means that his hip socket came out. It came out, his hip bone came out of the socket. Sorry. His, his leg bone came out of the hip socket. Sweet. Went back in it a on, dislocation. Its, on its own. It went back in on its own, I guess, which means it's not as bad as it could be, obviously, but it's still very, very painful and a longer-term injury. So he's out for a good chunk of the season, six to eight weeks at least.
1: And again, it, it's a hip injury, which, I mean, look, ironically, Fitz, Fitz started over Tua last year for large stretches because right. Tua was a year out from a hip injury. Obviously, it's not the same injury, but... Okay, Taylor Heineke will replace Washington... Will replace Fitzpatrick as the Washington quarterback. had 120 yards and two touch, uh, two scores in like two quarters. It's like wasn't, it wasn't bad. He's been pretty frisky. I wouldn't add him.
2: <laughs> really frisky. I, I don't know if this. Do you guys think this helps or hurts Antonio Gibson? Who, by the way, dominated snaps over JD McKissick. Yeah, he did. Jaden McKissick didn't do anything
0: this week. I think it helps Gibson because they're going to have to rely more heavily on their run game. It hurts Terry McLaurin. Yeah. It might help Logan Thomas. We'll see how it all kind of works out because I just think with McLaurin, I was so excited about what they could do, stretch the field. McLaurin's so dangerous down the field. You know, those more explosive plays in his repertoire, things like that with what Fitzpatrick could bring to the offense. Now, I mean, even if Heineke has been somewhat, I guess, you know, exciting or whatever at certain points he's flashed here and there i still don't think he's good like i don't think he's better than fitzgerald uh fitzpatrick i don't know i will never ever get that name correct by the way uh brian fitzpatrick but i don't know i just think overall you have to downgrade this washington offense it's the ceiling has been lowered now like points plays everything
2: this is why you don't make Season long bets, folks, because I bet Terry yeah. McLaurin long shot lead the league in receiving yards. This is why you just bet the over weekly, not long shots.
1: Do you remember when Warren Sharp explained to Bill last year? Bill was like, "I want to bet like, a, like, I don't remember what the bet was, but two teams in the Super Bowl. Warren's like, you can just bet on those guys every week. Yeah, <laughs> and then if you one day, you know, if Tom Brady gets hurt, you just take your money back. And Bill was like, "But no, we're dumb. We don't want
0: uh, to. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are dumb. Okay, thing. It's like we like doing these funny." <laughs> things all right for no reason
1: michael gallup receiver for the cowboys is out five weeks with an
2: ankle injury that kind of sucks i mean mm. he i believe it's a calf i think it's a calf strain was it a calf strain i think it's, i think it's three to five weeks of the calf strain hold on let me check here let's get it uh and it is me typing gallup into the <laughs> internet it uh yeah it's calf uh, the cowboys plays Michael gallup calf on injured reserve
0: there you so
2: go So he'll miss a minimum of three games But, uh, yeah, we'll see. could miss as many as five.
1: First of all, Cedric Wilson ran a route on 85% of Dax Dropbacks after Gallup got hurt, so he's going to take in that role. But Michael Gallup's another guy we were really excited for, how he could contribute. Ironically, I think the Cowboys-Bucks game was like the best two, the best match of number three receivers in the NFL, like Antonio Brown and Gallup. If you don't have an IR spot, do you cut Gallup, DK? Ooh.
0: That is tough.
1: If you have someone you really want to add, I don't want to point to a specific person, but it's like there's an ad you want to make, and Gallup's going to be sitting there for at least three weeks, probably a little longer.
0: I don't know if Gallup is at that tier or good enough to hold on to, to be honest with you. Because like if if you watch the first game, it's like this offense is running through Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. Now, if either of those guys got hurt, that changes things but i mean can you really go live living your life like any of these guys are going to get hurt it's like i don't know i would probably drop them at this point but maybe that's a maybe that's the wrong instinct what do you guys think
2: i think i would hang on okay can we high Fitz, explain to the people definitely not me i i definitely know this um <laughs> the ir situation i thought ir was like 6 weeks is it oh, now so it, ir
1: is 3 okay. So IR has changed a lot in the last five years. I mean, it used to be back back in my day. IR meant you were out for the freaking season. It was called injured reserve, and you were out. Yeah. If you got placed in IR, it meant drop the person because they're literally not coming back. I don't remember when, but in the last few years, they changed it to be like six weeks, and that they could go on IR and you could come off uh, after six weeks. Now it's been down; it's been shortened to three three weeks. Now there are like I believe there's different types of IR and like. There's different deadlines. So, like, if you get placed on IR before, after 53-man cut down, and IR before a certain point, like, it's kind of complicated. But generally speaking, right now, it means you can return after three weeks. However, obviously, the severity of the injury is, like, very dependent on what the actual
2: timeline is. I feel like this, you shouldn't be too scared, then, of Gallup. Like, the, the IR thing may scare you, but, like, three weeks with a calf strain, I mean... It's
1: different than Mostert, where yeah. that's the injury means it's more than three.
2: And and Gallup had four catches in like the first quarter and a half of the Dallas game. I'm I i do not think you should just yet. Yeah,
0: don't drop him. So the other thing to consider too, Hyvitz, you may have said this, but like now teams can do it, do the IR thing, IR to return with as many players as they want, which was different before because it used yes. to be you could do, you could designate like two guys or one guy a year that you're going to bring back from IR. It Everybody was like else. It's so weird, but now it's just, now it makes more sense. It's logical. It's like in baseball where you have the 15-day DL. You can put as many guys on as you want, I think, and they can come back later when they heal. And, and the NFL has always been like, oh, yeah, you sprained your ankle, you're done for the year. It's like, why does that make sense? You're just ruining this guy's entire <laughs> well, season. <laughs> the, I think
1: the real answer is that they were afraid of teams manipulating the injury right uh, things to keep stash players on the roster. Elsewhere, there's actually a whole funny thing. Remember when Rodgers like came off IR from the collarbone thing, and then like went back on. He played one game, and they might be able to like make the playoffs, but then they lost and went back on IR. There was like a whole legalese argument that like the Packers like per the CBA really were supposed to cut him because. <laughs> They weren't really allowed to do what they did, and it's exactly like the problem. It's like you're stashing players in IR to get the extra 53-man in the roster. None of (laughs) this is very interesting to the people listening, but the point (laughs) is, the Packers (laughs) really should have cut Aaron Rodgers five years ago by the letter of the law. That's all I'm saying. That's the bottom line. So IR, three weeks. All right, three weeks. That was really way more than a bargained for when he asked me. Okay, let's get to why everyone's here. Free agent pickups for week two. So we're going to do showdown time. Here's how this works. We're going to go position by position. We're going to start with running back. And we're going to give all three of us, we have not shared these picks. We're going to give our top pick from the waiver wire. But it's kind of, we're going to do it like waivers where only one person gets the guy. So if we all pick the same running back or the same person, each position, if we pick the same one, we're going to do a trivia tiebreaker. (laughs) Whoever is closest on the trivia tiebreaker gets the player. The
2: (laughs) other two losers have to pick someone else. Yeah. yeah, the guy who got second gets the next pick, and the guy who got third in trivia, who's the furthest from the answer, gets the third pick.
1: We're essentially deciding waivers.
0: Leagues should trivia. do this, I think. They should.
2: <laughs> trivia showdowns should be incorporated into fantasy
0: <laughs> leagues across the globe. Should be a function on Yahoo.
2: It'd be better than freaking waivers, which is ridiculous. You ever seen,
1: like, in the week one, the top, the number one scoring team beats the number two scoring team in your entire league, and now the num- like, and now that guy gets, like, a top four pick? It's stupid. Ugh.
2: Okay, wait. I actually... Can we... Can we before we get into showdown time, I have a waiver wire question for you guys. That was the, this is a big argument that's going on in my league. I actually think it's a pretty interesting idea. I want to know your thoughts. Okay. The argument is there should be waivers every single day.
0: Mm-hmm. except oh, day of yeah. Yeah, except,
2: no. except Sunday day of because it sucks when waivers ends and then on Thursday when everyone's a free agent which means you can add the player immediately there's no waiver system that say Dalvin Cook could tear his ACL in practice and then basically whoever happens to be by their computer at that moment gets Alexander Madison and now his whole season is way better yeah, it's not a skill start. it is true luck we're you a can, month late because we should have helped though.
1: people with this in August but yeah it's the stupidest rule like you, you shouldn't B, fantasy football, the waiver system was invented for the internet, and now it was not designed for a world where Adam Schefter can tweet something and then Bleacher Report aggregates it, sends it to your phone, and whoever just looks at their phone in that second can pick up the player and gets Gus yeah. Edwards or whatever. That shouldn't be how it is.
2: I don't think it is too late. I think if you're in, I think if you're the commissioner nowadays, Yahoo's pretty flexible with rules. I haven't checked it. I think you could just change anything you want whenever you want. So yeah. It yeah. maybe you free could Free agent change an change auction it. budget. Which
1: is you get like hundred bucks for the whole season. You can do zero dollar bids, so you can spend your whole budget and still add players. And there's one at every day of the week, or mo- or yep. five four to five days a week. Because some people are. It is kind of nice being day.
0: first come first serve when we work in football and we're constantly on our computers. <laughs> it
1: is, but it's unfair. I have one. <laughs> I have one. More than one
0: league solely
1: through free agent pickups that I saw because I do this for a living. It's not. It's stupid though.
2: The whole argument in my group chat started because. Gus Edwards got hurt, and I immediately added Le'Veon Bell, and everyone was like, yeah. that is, this is stupid. Craig yeah. is literally on his computer. Like, that's not fair. Yeah, like, yeah, I get it.
1: <laughs> anyway, yeah, so having said that, we're going to do showdown time. So we're all going to go who was our top pick for a running back waivers pick this week. Yeah, DK, do you want to lead us off? Just give us the name, and we'll see if we have any matching people.
0: All right, I'm going with Elijah Mitchell for the 49ers. <laughs> Pretty obvious one. Yeah,
1: Craig, yeah, it's mine too. What about you, that's Craig?
0: That's
2: mine, yep. Yeah, all right.
0: Anyway.
1: Ah, <laughs> all right, so we'll do this We'll do the, we'll just give us the pitch first and then we'll we'll go into the shoutout time to so see you actually Damn get some. you guys. I
0: mean, yeah, so the pitch is basically Trey Sermon for whatever reason we don't know exactly why. Apparently, he just got outplayed by uh Elijah Mitchell in the preseason despite the beat writers and anyone within proximity to the 49ers knowing about this also Trey Sermon played with like the twos and the starters and the preseason like none of this makes sense I don't get it but
2: yesterday I don't know if you saw the report Shanahan said after the game that Trey Sermon wasn't one of the three best running backs in camp and that's why he was inactive it's yeah. like
0: okay <laughs> Shanahanigans this is shenanigans it is this Shanahanigans is I don't want to play
1: this roller coaster like I don't I'm tired of it <laughs> most of right. her sermons inactive I don't want to but here's the reality 2009, Arian Foster is an undrafted rookie. He's an undrafted running back in his second year. Runs for 1,600 yards. That was a Kyle Shanahan offense. 2012, Alfred Morris is a sixth-round rookie. Runs for 1,600 yards. That was also a Kyle Shanahan offense. It is infuriating that we are at the whims of this dude. (laughs) <laughs> However, you have to try to add yeah. Elijah Mitchell if there is even a 12% chance that he yeah. just will get 1600 yards.
0: Yeah. That you said it. So with that said, yeah.
1: Want to do showdown time.
2: Yeah, he had 100 yards and a touchdown last week in like,
1: relief of most Yeah, it's it's you have to do it.
0: You know, in his defense, it's not like he's just some guy. He was a very good college runner, very very productive at a smaller school. So, I mean, he's fast. He's like, he ran a 4-4-ish or maybe even faster than that. Um, so, you know, he's a very good athlete, good fit for this offense. All those things. That being said, it, none of this makes sense. It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm pissed, but let's let's do this. All right.
1: This from Dan. Uh, this. So, we, we actually got this from, from, shout out Dan Comer, one yeah. of the fact checkers here at the
2: Ringer, who sent us this. The third Danny involved with this program. <laughs>
1: yeah, we, we only take Danny's and Craig's. Email, or Craig's. Email us at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com if you want to do trivia or showdown time for the future ones. We'll be taking suggestions. Please put trivia or showdown yeah. time or fun fact something showdown time in the subject of the email.
2: And it's easier if the trivia, if the answer is a number, it's usually easier for us to guess if the answer is a number. Yeah.
1: yeah the way we do this, you'll see how it goes, but we want to be able to be wrong in order. Like we want three people, like the people who are closest closer than the others. So yeah, like a number is yeah. easiest a year. Okay. With that said from Dan Comer,
2: wait, 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 what? Showdown
1: time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that.
1: Can we get like some some music under me right now? Well, I did the gong. Do no, no, no. we okay. need more? All right, no. All right, fine. I don't know. Maybe it was production Damn. value, including the series, the shorts, the video games, and the movies. How many times has Kenny died in South Park? Oh, oh
0: hell! It, it's a long-running show. Are they still making twenty-plus years? Yes, they are. Wow. Okay, so who gets to guess first? I I was the one who picked first. Can we tease this out a little? I'm trying to
1: think. All right. So if he dies, how many times an episode? No, just go.
2: Just go. We got 10 seconds here. 263. 355. (laughs) I forgot the
0: advantage of going third. DK. Oh, shit. So let's see here. I'm going to guess 262. Would you say two and i three? I'm I'm going the under. I guess. Oh, your you, price is riding You
1: freaking that's we're that from now on we're gonna say it at the same time because bullshit like
0: oh, yeah, that. That's probably a yeah. Good, DK, yeah. you and
2: I should have just clamped on that's the ends of Hyfetz and just kept him at two sixty four. Whenever I wanted you to do shit. that, I'm so yeah.
1: mad that you did that.
2: That's so. <laughs> all
1: right. The answer is one twenty six. <laughs> yeah. Oh I had a, shit. Oh, God damn. I'm so fucking mad. Woo.
0: All right. I, screw you. Dude. I guess. Flash well, of no league winner, baby.
1: All right, shit. Okay, got so him. Craig and I got to do other people. Craig, do you want to do trivia to pick? Go- or no, who's, who's closer? No, you
2: got, clo- you got second closest. You have second pick.
1: Uh, well, it sucks because actually there's three guys that I'm between. And so I thought about, because I'm looking at, if I don't get Elijah Mitchell this week, who I will call Elijah Moore at least five times throughout the course yeah. of the season. Yeah, There's Mark Ingram who is the goal line and the lead back on a terrible team but in reality is there another world where the Texans will just be up by three touchdowns the whole game like I don't I mean no. this a stealing for Mark Ingram maybe. so I don't want him there's Kenneth Gainwell for the Eagles who just got us- usurped by Boston Scott for the number two role I don't care about that he I was did usurp at, him I was looking at the list and you know who the guy I actually think I, I might add this is crazy you're gonna pick my guy go ahead it's Carlos Hyde man for the oh, Jaguars oh
2: no nah you can have him he's own.
1: he's <laughs> basically unrostered you can get him in any league of any size essentially he led the Jaguars in touches he is like the lead back over James Robinson and if you're thinking well he's old and that's ridiculous guess what this is Urban Meyer who signed Tim Tebow and let him play in the preseason as a tight end solely because Tim Tebow played for Urban Meyer like 13 years ago Carlos Hyde played for Urban Meyer or, or if I can speak English, Urban Meyer at Ohio State, like he trusts him. This is going to be the Jaguars' lead back is Carlos Hyde. I don't like. Yeah, but like this, this is the same
0: problem you have with with Mark Ingram. It's like how how often are they going to be winning games and running the ball?
2: Cool. So you have you have you have Jacksonville's Mark In- version of Mark Ingram, and he also doesn't catch passes. James Robinson at least is the guy like running routes. I'm not excited about this. I wanted Elijah. The real answer is, if I get <laughs> okay, so Elijah Mitchell,
1: it? I'd rather get like a different position. I, I I hate I I hate myself for what I just said. But that is Craig. Who are you going with?
2: I'm gonna go with Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, really? Yeah, like he, he had you know he had 11 touches, 40 yards and a touchdown. He is the I mean like Nick Sirianni, the coach of the Eagles, said that he wanted Kenneth Gainwell to be his version of Naeun Hines, and it I don't know it kind of looks like that wasn't you know, hyperbole. It seems pretty real. He had four targets on 13 routes run. And Miles Sanders isn't exactly the picture of health. Like, and the Eagles looked pretty good. So I, I'm, I'll am i take Gainwell. Gainwell yeah. did
1: look good. And I, I i mean, Boston Scott, like, I don't think he played. I think he's the only Eagle skill player that didn't get it in the game. And this is he a didn't. guy who had a pretty sizable role even when Sanders was in. I thought about it because on one hand, it's like, do you really care about this performance if he doesn't score a touchdown? On the other hand, he almost scored two.
0: Yeah, he had one that got called <laughs> called back. back.
1: Like, yeah. So I I thought about it, but
0: he's also looked he's looked good in the preseason. So he played twenty five snaps. Sanders played forty seven. Sanders is still cl- clearly the lead guy, but Boston Scott not playing makes this it takes it from a three headed monster that you absolutely want to avoid at all costs to a two headed backfield, which is much more normal and palatable now. And I actually want both these guys now. I'm like kind of bummed out that I don't have more Sanders because of the way that this kind of shook out in week one. Also, I think the Eagles' offense is going to be better than we thought it was. So, yeah, I like I like Gano a lot. I mean, the Ingram thing for me is he had 26 carries, which was second most among all players on Sunday. Crazy. Um, again, that's not going to happen very often because, like you said, they're probably not going to be leading many games. They're playing the, but the I do Browns that, next week. Yeah, they did show they were better than we thought, though.
1: I don't want Ingram for that reason because they were winning and how often the Texans going to be up 21 24 the difference is that Carlos Hyde led the Jaguars in touches and they were down 24 21 like the whole time so what how happens you, if the game's close yeah that's yeah. all I'm not excited I'm not going to defend it I, I'm not going to be like this is a great ad Carlos Hyde he's actually the epitome of what we say must don't do must
0: add yeah but you said it
1: he's not a must ad. he's a
2: if you must ad. if you gotta smoke yeah. him if you got him
1: yeah it's kind of like sometimes you do what you gotta do that's all
2: fair enough DK, who's your number one wide receiver pickup for this week? Do I pickup? get to go again? Wait, why does he get to go first
1: now? <laughs> well, we're all giving the names, and then we'll...
2: Yeah, but, but he got to guess last in, in the trivia. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Craig, you go first. Time. There's zero go chance. Go first in the fairness. No, 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 fairness. we're
1: sell the gans- answers at the, the guesses at the same time. That's what's going to happen.
0: Oh, okay, okay. You okay. can
1: give your person first, DK, but we will no longer be doing the prices. My right top bullshit.
0: one, and this is close, but I'm going with Sterling Shepard for the Giants.
2: I did that too. Wow! I swear All we didn't right, plan so this too. This I didn't. I didn't do it. All right. Who did you go, Tim Patrick?
0: Yeah, that was who was I between for me. It. So Craig, Craig gets Tim Patrick. High and I got to do a showdown, right? Yeah, yeah. And guess right. what,
1: Craig? You pull up the question, Craig. And guess what, DK? We're gonna freaking give our answers at the same time because that was some bullshit.
2: You <laughs> do you guys want to <laughs> talk, <laughs> Sterling? First, sell the people. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: I'll do it. so. First of all, seven catches, 113 yards, nine targets. Sterling Shepard, since Daniel Jones took over Giants quarterback, Sterling Shepard averages eight targets a game. Like like averages eight. But now he's adding big plays. Like he had the 37 yard touchdown against the Broncos. And usually week one, unless like someone gets hurt, we're talking about well, this guy had a big game, and will he continue to be okay, or is he gonna ghost you? And you just don't know if that person will just make you look dumb. What's nice about Sterling Shepard is there's upside here, but He's not gonna just ghost you. He yeah. will get four catches a game. He actually is probably the highest target floor of any receiver on waivers, and it's kind of been that way for three years. So he's always gonna have six or seven target games, which you just can't say. Now, is that the kind of player you want on your bench? Not necessarily, but adding the upside of like bigger plays in is, is kind of what makes me excited.
0: I kind of I just kind of straight up like Sterling Shepard. I feel like I was on an island in the preseason liking Sterling Shepard. He's like one of the more boring picks it's kind of like the Jarvis Landry thing you know what I mean it's not super exciting but the dude just produces I saw this from Rich Rebar today this is incredible longest ongoing consecutive games played with 20 plus PPR points the two longest are Travis Kelsey and Christian McCaffrey both tied they've both gone eight straight games 20 plus PPR the third person on that list is Sterling Shepard with three straight Wow. <laughs> so, that's insane. Well, it's, it's absolutely, I mean, number one, that's not going to keep happening most likely. But number two, this is a, an indication to me why he's so underrated still. Like so, 20, 20 plus in three straight games. I mean, going back to last year. Here's the thing with year, Sterling
1: Shepard is the week one ads are kind of like going on a date. And there's a crazy variance in who, who's going to show up. Sterling Shepard, at worst, he's a nice guy. Might not be your soulmate, but he's a, like he's not a fuckboy. boy. It's nice to, like, pick up someone <laughs> and be like, he's not going to be a fuck boy. Good
2: conversation. Yeah, he'll yeah. ask you a lot of questions, good listener. You're not going to, like, be like, oh, I can't believe I won in the state. You
1: might just have a fine time,
2: which for yeah. the week one ads is nice. The yeah. only thing about Sterling, that, the, the reason I didn't have him as my number one, I was just like, eh, like, Saquon's not fully back, Evan Ingram's out, Kenny Galladay's still, like, coming. Like, once, like, everybody kind of gets... Back yeah. in the system, I wonder if like he'll all just right. kind of phase out.
1: You're not wrong. It's just I've been hearing the once everyone's healthy for the Giants thing for three <laughs> years. Guess what? They're never gonna all be healthy at the same time. It's never okay. gonna happen. <laughs> They're fair. like, Well, if we collect these five injury-prone guys and they all get healthy, they'll be good. No, they won't. Live in the
0: now, Craig. Sorry. Embrace okay. the embrace anyway. current times. Right. Yeah. Uh, do the Joker
2: break the pool cue and let Deacon? I fight. It is the Sterling Shepard showdown time. <laughs> all right by the way we did that if people are like god that's lame we did that back last year and it was lame but then it became so lame that we're, like, yeah. we're just gonna stick with oh it. yeah we couldn't think of a better name and
1: then we're dwelled for so long that we're gonna stick with the current name
2: correct okay this is this, this is my trivia question uh i found this a couple of months ago i thought it was hilarious if you both if one of you knows the answer just we'll do a different one but okay how many blimps are
0: there in the world? <laughs> I know the oh, I got this. this. It's oh, only like Wait, what did <laughs> DK say? I wrote this down too, Craig. Someone no, emailed us. I this. actually
1: yeah. like know the answer. It's only like 10 or 11, right?
0: No, it's 25. It's 25. That's still so close. Well, DK literally
2: <laughs> knew it, so you got it wrong. <laughs> no,
1: he, didn't, he saw the answer. Bullshit. I'm not giving No, time.
2: no, he didn't see. I didn't put it anywhere. I didn't write this down anywhere. He just knew it. Are so you, we'll, do, I, a what, no, we'll no, do a different one. No, no, it's fine. One. It's
1: freaking dad. No, his dad energy no, 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 knows no. shit about blimps. No, I'll just, I'll just give my other
2: answer. It's fine. Screw you guys. I'm going home. There's 25 blimps in the world, <laughs> half of which are actively used for advertising purposes. Are they owned by And God the here? reason is they cost $100,000 a trip because of the helium required to get those things in the air. That's insane. Can I ask you guys a question that
1: I've never like, really had the courage to say out loud? What's up? Why does a
0: tire company sponsor blimps? <laughs> I have no idea. Why does a tire company rate restaurants?
1: Oh, that's even better. Well, that's because the Michelin stars are how long you're... No, he doesn't. Michelin stars are how long you're supposed to drive to the restaurant. So a Michelin star is the radius of how far. A three-star Michelin thing is it's worth traveling to that country solely to eat at the restaurant. So it's about driving. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. God, you give to drivers. Anyway, I'll go. If I can't get Sterling, I would go Rondell Moore this week or Christian Kirk. I want a piece of the Cardinals offense. Interesting. Yeah, Uh,
0: Rondell's a good one, but he's the fourth guy right now currently in this offense.
1: Yeah, I think that's going to change. Because here's the thing. He had four catches for 68 yards. Now, on one hand, I'm not saying he's going to get 68 yards every week. On the other hand, he didn't score. And whereas Christian Kirk's getting the two touchdowns, I'd rather chase the talent of Rondell Moore already having a decent week one role than like the randomness of Kirk getting the scores because like Rondell Moore, combine numbers. His 40-yard dash faster than 96% of wide receivers. His acceleration, faster than 96% of wide receivers. The Cardinals seemed intent on getting him the ball and all these short screens he's involved. I just kind of want that the upside on my bench for Rondell Moore if I couldn't get like, a Sterling Shepard or someone.
2: If yeah. I have to choose a Cardinals receiver on the waiver wire, I am picking Moore over Kirk with the hopes that his role will increase over time, which happens a happens a lot with rookies like at Justin Jefferson last year. Like Rondell Moore played twenty nine percent of snaps and like A. G. Green played seventy-nine and Christian Kirk played fifty-six, which isn't great. Yeah. But my hope is that over time this will get better and better. Also, like I look, I've been there done that with Christian Kirk. Like
1: DK just do you tired of cra- it? well, do you think Sick well, of it? We, always talk about how first impressions screw everything. Am I crazy for not just taking Kirk over more DK?
0: Um, I would not say that you're crazy. I would say based on the way that these guys were used in week one, Kirk is the more logical answer. But I do agree with you guys that I think that Rondell Moore is the superior talent and eventually as the season goes along. So I guess maybe it just depends on what you need right away. Like if you need a guy to plug into your lineup, I think Christian Kirk may be that guy this week. But down the stretch, over the full season, rest of season or whatever rankings, they probably would have Rondell Moore higher. So it is just a matter of Right now, he's the fourth guy. Right now, it's Christian Kirk, A.J. Green, and obviously Hopkins in front of him. And in terms of the snaps they're playing, the routes they're running. So that will factor in going forward, but it could change for sure.
2: So who do you want for week two, Heifetz? You're starting this guy week two.
1: If I have to start a guy week two, I probably would not lean on more as much. I will give you that. I think, well, they're playing the Vikings (sighs) which honestly should be kind of a shootout. I can see, I look. I guess I would probably have to bend to my will and go Christian Kirk, but I'm being honest with you, my gut would say Rondell Moore, even though I don't. Kirk has
0: done this to us many, many times. That's the thing. What I don't
1: want is, I don't want to fall back into the, well, this guy played great in week one and scored two touchdowns, and then he doesn't score any in week two. And you're like, what happened? It's like, well, it's two plays. If you watch the game, Rondell Moore was incredible.
0: I like, I like Rondell Moore. Don't get me wrong. Um, I like Rondell Moore too. Tell us about Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick is good. I mean, they just yeah. keep drafting guys
2: and like, you know, I feel like he's a little unlucky with the situation. He's, he's like six, four. He had 740 yards last year and like six touchdowns. He had 40 yards yesterday and a touchdown. Yeah. Um, he's just kind of always produced, you know, in, in the nine games uh, last year from weeks three to 14 uh, without Sutton, Patrick averaged 14 and a half fantasy points per game. Like he's just a solid producer and the quarterback's better this year. I think he's a really unsexy, consistent option uh, and if you are like me and lost Jerry Judy, I think he's going to be my first ad. Yeah. Hall
1: of Fame boring name guy for Tim Patrick. Like 100%. watching Tim Patrick play <laughs> is nothing like saying Tim Patrick's name out loud. They're the opposite. Yeah. Oh, oh, like not quite Michael Thomas disparity, but like it's a pretty big disparity.
2: He's Tim Patrick's fun to watch, except when the Broncos are beating he, the Giants. Yeah. Can I toss out one other guy that no one has mentioned? I, I actually, two other guys, because wide receiver can get pretty deep and there was a lot of wide receiver injuries. I wanted to throw out the next guy on my list was Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, me too. Yeah,
1: I think he was also in consideration for me.
2: Nelly. He did it for the Raiders last year. And I think I, the remember, like we just did the category yesterday on our Sunday show, like the guy you refuse to believe is good at fantasy. Like that's kind of what I <laughs> happened to all of last year with Nelson Aguilar. And then he went to the Patriots and I was like, great. Well, now he'll just be the guy who catches like two passes a game. He had five catches, 72 yards and a touchdown. He played a ton of snaps, like 90% of snaps. Like, you know, it might, it might just be that Nelson Aguilar is like, Pretty solid.
0: Uh, everybody on this list, I mean, I guess this makes a lot of sense. But everybody on this list is fall has fallen out of favor in the fantasy community for one reason or another. In many cases, with these guys, it's all because there's new shiny toys on each yeah. of their teams. With with Sterling Shepard, it's Galladay uh, and Kadarius Tony to some extent. Obviously, um, he's been injured and everything. Then Ingram, there's just shiny other toys on this list on on the team, and therefore he gets dropped down. Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler. And Cam, honestly, K.J. Hamler might be a very good pickup, too. I don't want to forget about him because he did drop a 50-yard touchdown that was just People right good People would be salivating if he
1: had just caught that ball.
0: I think he's a very good pickup, too, because he could earn a lot more snaps playing going forward with Judy out. So I think Tim Patrick and, and K.J. Hamler would be tied for me. Tim Patrick gets the edge because I think he was playing ahead of Hamler. He was actually playing in the two-receiver sets. Uh, for the Giants or for the Broncos before Judy got hurt. Um, so they clearly like this guy. He's a big part of their offense. Um, and then when it comes to Christian Kirk, obviously you got Dontre Hopkins. Everyone's excited about Rondell Moore. And then Nelson Aguilar. Everyone's excited about, you know, uh, the, the two, two tight John, ends. Yeah, the and, two tight ends, Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. Then obviously Jacoby Myers. We were part of this, like, became the sexy name in the preseason, all that. But, and, and like, everyone just defaults back to like Nelson Aguilar sucks. But I yeah. don't think he sucks.
1: Because of the video and he couldn't catch the baby. But yeah, yeah. it's that's...
2: One last guy I wanted to toss out. This is a, maybe a bit of a deeper cut if you have a deeper league. I think Van Jefferson is worth considering. And I it's not because he caught an 80-yard touchdown. Like, that's cool. I think the Rams really like him. Mm-hmm. He played a lot of snaps. He played more snaps than 11 personnel than Robert Woods did uh, last night. He ran night.
0: more routes, too. It's he just, did,
2: just straight up. He ran yeah. 24 routes. Woods ran 19. He ran the second most routes on the team, only four behind Cooper Cup. Are we, I think should they we be really, worried about Woods? Bobby Trees. We'll see. I mean, we we can't. We mustn't overreact yeah. in week one, although that is think. what the
1: Wednesday show will be about. The one thing I'll say about Robert Forrest is they... Bob Forrest? Bobby Forrest is they they did extend his contract last year. However, I'm looking right now. I'm trying to see when when's the first time they could realistically get rid of him. He's there for at least a couple more years. So it's not necessarily like a clean Van Jefferson will replace him as a free agent deal, but he might just get outplayed.
2: I think the more interesting thing is not are we worried about Robert Woods? It's it's Van Jefferson is playing a ton more than Deshaun yeah. Jackson. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, I will go back. So Jordan Rodrigue from the athletic, uh, they did an article prior to the season where every beat writer for every team that they have did like, I don't remember what it was titled. It was maybe hot takes or it was something along the was, lines of like bold s- predictions,
1: surprising contributors or bold predictions or something. Yeah.
0: Um, so obviously take that with a grain of salt, but Jordan, she said that based on what she'd seen in preseason, Van Jefferson was the guy that stuck out to her as like the surprising guy that's going to contribute because and I don't have it in front of me but her reasoning was they saw she saw them connect so many times deep in the training camps um yeah. and again those are not just pre like they didn't play in the preseason uh Matt Stafford did not play in preseason so we didn't really see it but it, it, the beat writers were seeing this happen quite a bit Van Jefferson was getting good buzz and so I don't know. There is definitely something to this. This is a deeper cut and and more of a speculative flyer, I think, than anything. But I think it's worth doing because we saw this offense how how efficient and explosive they can be, you know, with Stafford Under Center. So I like this one a lot. I just, man, it makes me kind of disappointed though, because if if Van Jefferson goes off, then it's at the expense of one of these other guys. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So this Sterling Shepard is the number one first. Tim Patrick and or KJ Hamler in Denver. Rondale Moore, maybe Christian Kirk in Arizona. Uh, Van Jefferson LA the only other one I'll throw is Buffalo Emmanuel Sanders and Gabe Davis like the Bills are going to throw freaking 40 times a game and maybe more than that and there's room for three people in this offense and I'm curious if it's Sanders or Davis but like there will there will be room for three Okay, tight end time. All right. DK, who's your number one tight
0: end pickup for the week? A little more bleak. This may surprise you, but I'm going with Cole Komet of the Bears.
1: I'm also going with Cole Komet. Really? Wow. Yeah. I went with Jared Cook in the Chargers, and I'm really surprised that you guys didn't.
0: So the obvious one I think that you're alluding to, Heifetz, is my guy, Juwan Johnson from the Saints. who He had two touchdowns in week one, three catches for 21 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, He to me is on the list of people that if you have a spot. Talking about Komet or
2: Juwan Johnson, he he thinks that you thought he would do Juwan Johnson.
1: No, save him for the if you lose the shit on time.
0: Well, whatever. Yeah, he'll be my (laughs) second pick. Just I'm just I'm ruining. You just want to talk?
1: Yeah, I I don't know. Do you want to talk about Komet or Juwan Johnson? Talk about whoever you want.
0: My point is Juwan Johnson, exciting, interesting, and if you started him this last week based on you know the preseason hype, like congrats because he had two touchdowns. But I would say. He's got that that profile where he could be very very boomer bust. He ran I think just 7 routes <laughs> in this game and he caught two touchdowns. He played on just 12 snaps. So this is like very boomer bust. They clearly were using him how I kind of expected in the red zone. You know, that's a big part of his game, very big catch radius, all that stuff. So maybe they expand that and go forward. So I think he's definitely worth a flyer. You were uh, waiting yeah, no. so
1: long to spike this Jawan Johnson football in my face that you literally couldn't wait to talk about Cole Komet. You're like, no, I'm just gonna spike the Jawan Johnson two touchdowns at Heifetz's his face. I'm right saying now.
0: he's not as he's not as good as the hype would indicate, is my point. So false.
2: Okay. Craig, you wanna what's the what's your pitch on Cole Komet? I don't know. Just that he's officially separated himself from Jimmy Graham, who played. With the tone of, of
1: he's a tight end, he's alive.
2: Right. He has a pulse. <laughs> uh Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Graham played 20% of snaps. Komet played 74 last year. It was pretty much an even split. And like, you know, he looks athletic. uh, Sorry, I was almost going to say athletic. Just say it. Just say it. It matters. matters. (laughs) Um, He just like ran a lot of routes and there's not a lot going on there with the Bears offensively. But if Justin Fields comes in, maybe the offense takes a big leap. Andy Dalton. You know, Cole had seven targets. Like if you can get seven targets and five catches a week out of your tight end, pretty solid. I just want to pause right now and say when we just
1: talked for two months about why take Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller, high or George Kittle, it's it's to avoid a season of these conversations. Yeah. The, is Cole Komet gonna get four tart? You know, it's just like <laughs> it's the worst. This is the worst part of fantasy football. <laughs> Having said that, yeah, I my my first pick is easily Jared Cook for the Chargers. I think that many people listening may be surprised to learn that Jared Cook is on the Chargers. I think that it's like you probably didn't know that. Craig's but, teammate. Here's the thing. Jared Cook had eight targets, five catches, 56 yards. Now, that doesn't sound like much, but eight targets is the second most targets any tight end got this week. Like (laughs) T.J. Hawkinson had 10 targets. Jared Cook had eight. Eight is tied with Gronk this week, Kyle Pitts, Noah Fant. Jared Cook had more targets this week than Travis Kelsey. But I actually think it's sustainable because – the Chargers one did this against Washington is a very good defense, even if they're not quite as good as we think. They're certainly above average. Most importantly, Herbert is unbelievable. Like, Herbert is the truth. Yeah. He is legit. I like the more he puts on tape, the more it's like he actually should have played better. And other people around him seem to like there are drops. Like, this offense is great. And you when you're talking about like these kind of streamer tight ends you want good quarterbacks fundamentally cuz they can process you want guys who can if you're looking at a tight end as the third or fourth off- option on their offense you want the quarterbacks who can process to their third or fourth option on a play herbert can do that also the line in for the chargers way better than it used to like the offensive line actually was one of the better pass blocking ones last week like they, they did fantastic so Sean i mean Flader. the chargers are playing dallas this week like i it's shootout i love jared cook
2: i like him too i think that was it was a very close call for me but i think cook is Firmly in that conversation. All right. So with that said, I think it's showdown
1: time for you two. You're fighting over you're fighting over coal. This is pathetic. Fighting over coal, commit. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's like you're both losers for playing. Okay. It's
2: time for the coal commit showdown. <sighs> That's so sad to hear. Uh,
1: <laughs> how many times per day, on average, does an American open the fridge?
0: <laughs> oh wow!
2: How the hell do they know this?
0: I'll tell you what, Craig. It's bullshit. That's how. We're
1: going to count it down from three, and you guys got to say the answer at the same time. Three, two, one. Thirty-five.
0: I said 24. Craig said 35.
1: Okay. The answer is 22.
0: Yeah!
1: (laughs) DK is undefeated in showdown time. Hell yeah.
0: Cool combat, baby. Christ. That means I got to make a deep cut here. How many snacks are you having every day, buddy? I like just opening it up and looking at it. (laughs) <laughs> Do you guys ever just open your fridge
1: and like be like huh? there's no new food in here from like 10 minutes ago that's weird yes well and you're like maybe i will
2: find something in the back that i didn't notice the first
1: in time. a way isn't that like the most base of human urges like you're just like checking for food even though you know hunger you get, like it's just like yeah. it's the ultimate like your lizard of lizard brain speaking <laughs> it's like maybe this time that's your id speaking yeah it's just like oh
2: my god okay all right so if i have to pick a third tight end this week good god I'm picking James <laughs> O'Shaughnessy. Oh, I was going to say this one. I on like this the Jags? One. Yeah. The man had 10 targets. No, he had eight. He had eight. Did he have 10? He had 10
1: targets. I think that's like pro football focus counting the targets. I don't think that's the official stat. Let's let's Am check this.
0: Eight targets per the official NFL site. But regardless, eight's good. Per
1: PFF, it was 10. So. PFF had it at 10. That's correct. They have their own little way of doing math. <laughs> <laughs> no, way. no, some of it's... All, all right, that sounded demeaning. Most <laughs> of it's better. Like, they count that's sacks the, differently. It did it's sound correct.
0: smarmy, but, like, typically, I think PFF would say, you know, they would be more maybe a little bit liberal and, and counting... Like, it. That was the tar- that was the intended target of that play. Well, like so they whatever. count sacks differently and, like, it's a, good, yeah. it's a good way. I think it's logical. But
2: typically. listen, the man ran 44 routes and they're, they're going to suck, throw the ball a lot. That other dude, Man Hurts, who cut the touchdown, ran eight routes, so I don't think that's a big deal. <laughs> Ten man targets, hurts. eight targets, whatever it is, like... He's in the, among the top five tight ends and targets on a shitty offense or on a shitty team that's going to throw the ball a ton. Uh, it's worth a flyer. I like it. So it's one I, I like. He is 0% owned. He is an athletic guy.
1: <laughs> God, stop saying athletic. And two, I want to be clear, he I like is athletic. PFF. PFF is good. It's, I check it every day. But um, I don't understand how he had two extra targets. That's all. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Here's the actual important part that I think people need help with I'm drawing the Jared Cook line. Guys that I actually would start Jared Cook over next week that you probably started at in this week and were like, I hate this guy now. I would take Jared Cook over Robert Tanya next week, Mike Kosicki, Austin Hooper. That, to me, is kind of the line of underperform. I think Kosicki
2: had a zero. God, Kosicki is frustrating, man. He barely played any snaps, too. It's,
1: it's, I, it, it, he's good. a slot, and I think Jalen Waddle ate his... And not to mention that's with Will Fuller suspended for week one. Now Fuller's back. he has got to get in the field.
2: It's not I think Kosicki's
1: toast, honestly. Well, uh, next year. yeah. <laughs> would you take Cole Komet over Tunyon Gasicki and Austin Hooper?
2: I'd take anybody over Austin Hooper.
1: Um,
0: uh, it would be close between him and Tunyon, but man, the Packers look bad. So I would probably go with Komet. I mean, honestly, Kmet, based on last year, the way he was trending down the end of the season, he was like emerging as sort of like the number two B, like the two A and two B was him and uh, Mooney, and so. I mean, I don't know. I think he's going to be a big part of this offense. You know, it's not going to be like super lucrative fantasy offense or whatever. But in the fa- in the tight end world, you need a guy who's going to be consistently targeted, and I think he will be. And I don't know if I could say the same about Tunyon. I mean, honestly, that offense looked like shit. So we'll see if they improve.
2: Yeah, Tunyon had four targets. I don't. We can't freak out. Another receiver we can't. like we can't. Marcus Valdez Scantling is another guy who like if you need somebody like he's another decent ad. Like we can't. I don't know. We can't freak out too much about green bay here
1: and also my eyeballs are screaming to freak out do not freak out don't trust your base instincts (laughs) just
2: hit just hitting a chair against the lockers listen our wednesday show will be all about overreactions but today's about being practical
1: okay well let's do streamers we're not going to do showdown time for the streamers but this is kind of more pragmatic (laughs) uh i mean look if justin fields or trey lance are like out there on waivers i think we're all believers that you should probably stash them on your bench but like if you need for whatever reason, you just hate your quarterback and you actually need to stream someone for week two. I I'm. I feel like we're all probably going to agree that number one option is Jameis, right? We can all agree on that one.
0: Yeah, I mean, if he's out there, for sure, Jameis, because, you know, they look very efficient, very explosive in that offense. He had five touchdowns and 148 passing yards, which is very rare. I think that's like... Never happened. (laughs) That would qualify as rare. (laughs) Um, I don't, if I didn't actually count him as a streamer, but I think that he definitely would be the top of the list. Why didn't you count him as a streamer? Oh, I don't know. Just because I thought the ownership was a little bit too high or whatever. But I I went down the list. 44% rostered. Yeah. So, I mean, that's borderline. Whatever. If, If he's not, if he has not been claimed in your league, go ahead and grab him. However, I was looking at some of these other guys that were like 30 and below. He's
1: 26 on ESPN. So if you're in an ESPN league, there's three quarters of leagues have Jameis.
0: So the interesting thing about all the streamers this year or this week, I should say, for quarterback is like everybody has a tough, everyone has a really tough opponent next week. Mac Jones stood out to me because they play the Jets next week. And so he would be at the top of my list, I think. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is another one that he's going up against Jacksonville next week. So it would be between Mac Jones and Teddy, probably for me.
2: Uh, I would also lo- toss out good old Kirk Cousins. I I also think Cousins oh, playing wow. in Arizona. S-
0: is he available? Okay. Uh, I
2: mean, you know,
1: he's also a co- he's also only rostered in a quarter of ESPN leagues.
0: Okay, yeah. then I like so, that one too.
1: Because I, I think he's going to be in a shootout.
2: He had 350 yards last week.
1: Yeah, I think C- Cousins is like boring on the surface, but like very streaky football player. Mm. Totally, just huge, huge roller coaster swings. Okay. Defense. If you need a stream of defense this week, I think it's the bears. I know that might sound weird. Cause they just gave up 34 points to the Rams, but they looked good, even though they had two huge blow plays. I don't know if that's nuts, but like they were playing very well. <laughs> and then like, they're going from the Rams next week. They're playing the Bengals. I, I, I think the Bears' defense is a lot better than the Vikings, even though the reputations might be kind of similar. I, I like the Bears a lot, and I also think their potential to score is very high.
0: I mean, I have silence no, I have from no, both of you. No complaints about that.
2: I do kind of agree that they did look good, even offensively. They kind of were moving the ball a little bit. If I had to pick a defense, New Orleans, man. I mean, they just stopped Aaron Rodgers. They're thirty-two percent owned in Yahoo, twenty-six in ESPN. They're playing the Panthers. Like,
0: don't mind that. Sam Darnold, prone to mistakes.
2: Dar- that right. is
1: a good one. I, the, Bears, the Bears are m- le- like more available, but yeah, I would actually endorse the Saints over the Bears if the Saints are actually available in your league because I agree. And the Saints defense is just underrated. I, I mean, look, I, I could not believe how well they played with their cornerback problems. Cornerback. Right. It's astonishing. But who's it? Dennis Allen's their coordinator? He's really good. Okay. Yeah. Any other defenses is want to hit up? I think th- th- those two are very widely available. Those guys, yeah. Bears are like 90%. I'd grab one of those mm-hmm. two. Okay. We're all right. Our prop. You want to just recap our prop bets real quick?
0: Yes, because we did well.
1: Yeah, the show <laughs> hit, baby. We how many? I I should be able to do math. What's three times four? Twelve. We did three regular over unders, and then we did th- we each had a uh, like a longer shot one. We hit yeah nine of twelve overall, but we also hit two of our longer shot ones. I think. Yeah, no, we only had two long shots so we hit one. Anyway, sorry. We hit Kyler Murray over passing yards. We hit Miles Gaskin over the rushing yards. Shout out Miles Gaskin. We hit Damian Harris over the rushing yards in like two and a half hours. Yeah, it was
0: like early. Yeah.
1: It was he had a long, he I mean was, he had like a 40 yard. He started yard the game run. with like a 40 yard run. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he oh, this is like, a let That's, that's freaking go. <laughs> Mahomes had the rushing yards on that. Did he get it on that touchdown he had? That was a wonderful moment. I think so. My dull bet, the one you guys made fun of me for with Mahomes over 313, was actually the biggest margin of victory all day.
0: Yeah, he annihilated it, right? Because <laughs> he
1: had 340.
0: By the way, Alvin Kamara hit the over 57.5, and he had, I want to say, the most rushing yard, uh, most rushing attempts in, like, years. 20 carries. Well, because yeah.
1: you predicted that the Packers would only score three points, right?
0: Yeah, It's all because I predicted exactly what would happen if you go back and listen to the podcast. So that, yes. yeah, there
1: you go. Juju hit under 52 and a half yards. Full transparency. Uh, I think it was a yard or two lower when we it did it. It was
0: 49.5 when we recorded. And so we talked about hitting the juju under. But then when, when you actually placed the bet, it had gone up to 52.5. Unbelievable. And he Just hit. He had 52, 52 yards. Unreal. So
2: what a loss, but hey, we still made money. Yeah. Stephon
1: Diggs over 88.5 88 receiving yards. That did not hit. Kyler over 42 rushing yards. Did not hit. Kyler Murray to score a touchdown. Did. Yeah. I'm just gonna take a, a big victory. Jamal Williams scored a
2: touchdown. Just
1: maybe absolutely thrilled. That was two and did, and a half did to one. he
2: score
0: two or no? Yeah. I think he
1: did.
2: We just didn't you discuss that? Jamal Williams plus 750 to hit have two? Yeah. Was it it might have been too rushing.
0: Yeah, but did you did you did you actually place that bet? No, he didn't I,
1: place it, but we talked about it. We no, I put so actually, he only I had tell you one, right now. I put well I put he one. He only had on one, it. so it's irrelevant. I actually have to check. Well, there's so many bets I actually lost track because I have all of them and I actually lost track, to be honest, but I did put a dollar. I have to check if it was two rushing or two anytime
2: because he did score two.
0: No, he didn't. He scored one. Didn't? I'm just trying Shit. to tell you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he only had one touchdown, so it's uh, irrelevant.
2: And then most are we had him score the first touchdown of the game, but he got hurt very quickly. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, no, the, yeah, it's it's all right. But anyway, yeah, good
1: week for the prop bets.
0: Bad quarterback league. Was Aaron Rodgers the best player of the week? So crazy. This is just <laughs> typical because I think he might have been the best quarterback or in the bad quarterback league. He was the worst quarterback to have on your team last year. And now this year, he had the worst game of his career. I'm pretty sure.
1: I think basically every team I, be- I think basically every team that moneyed in the bad quarterback league this week, which again, if you don't know what we're talking about, we-, we have a special contest on FanDuel. It's a ton of fun. Who wants to root for good quarterbacks? We have bad quarterbacks. You have to pick six quarterbacks each week. And whoever has the worst team wins. Interceptions and fumbles are worth points. Touchdowns and yards and completions are worth negative points. I think everyone who won this week had Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, and Aaron Rodgers together.
2: And Dalton, I think. Here's and the winning Dalton. lineup. It went to MN Go for twenty-one. He's a Minnesota fan. Shouts out Minnesota. They almost beat Ohio State two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> here's the the worst lineup in the league. Andy Dalton, Tua, Fitz, which helped because he got hurt. Oh, Trevor yeah. Lawrence, Justin Herbert, and Aaron Rodgers. Highest score: Aaron Rodgers, fourteen points. <laughs> Shout
1: out is so uh, my editor, Megan Schuster, a person who was at that Minnesota game. Mm. And,
2: um, they held on for a while. It was a good game. They did. They did. Okay. Anything else? No. Yeah. We'll be yeah. back on Wednesday for
1: Power Hour. We'll be doing, yeah, Power Hour. We're going to rank overreactions from week one. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be doing showdown time every week for waivers. Please send us ringer at gmail.com if you have trivia questions make it like numeric something that where we can be right or wrong like by an amount like guess it prices right style
0: who's closest yeah
1: who's closest and then put it in the subject line showdown time or trivia something thank you so much to everyone that's ringer fantasy gmail.com thank you dk thank you craig thank you Lauren. Lauren. thank you three dog night also someone emailed us you did jane's addiction twice in like six weeks i thought that was get out of here
0: tricky you've done it very recently too many people are paying attention to this. It's making me nervous.
2: Three Dog Nights
0: sings a big song. Don't they have a huge song? Joy to the World. And then Mama Told Me Not to Come. I feel like there's Mama so many totally songs I
1: know like the entire chorus to that I don't know the name of the song.
0: You know Boogie Nights? Yeah. It's on, it's on that soundtrack. It's really oh, good. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. Should
0: Great. we
1: Bing it instead of Googling it?
0: No, never. Oh, okay. No. Spotify it. Spotify
1: it. There you go.
0: Thank you, Spotify. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone.
2: 25 blimps.